Good morning. This is Darrell Gunter, your host for Leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. As you know, leadership is all about connecting with our local leaders. And I'm very happy to have in our studio today Mr. David Martinez, who is on the board of the Greater Newark Enterprise Corporation, among other things. David, welcome to the program. Thank you very much, Darrell. It's a pleasure to be here. You know, Today, we're going to talk about something that's near and dear to all of our hearts, taxes mm-hmm. and the new tax law. And I understand that you're, uh, you have a lot of knowledge around this topic area. But before we dive into that, can you share with our audience a little bit about your education and background? Sure, absolutely. Uh, proud Rutgers alum. Um, I'd imagine some members of the audience might be a little still salty about that. Uh, <laughs> gave a couple of Especially, weeks ago. Oh! <laughs> Hey, when we get a win, we want to, you know, we'll take it. That's it don't right. come too often. That's right. uh, but I digress. Um, <laughs> so Rutgers alum, I, uh, uh, highlights, uh, you know, I, the people were so terrific. I had such a great experience at Rutgers. I loved Rutgers. Um, in fact, I'm still um, involved with, with the Rutgers community. I'm a member of their President's Council and a member of the Emerging Leaders Council for the real estate program. Um, but Rutgers has treated me well, and so, you know, I wanted to give back however which way. Um, and, uh, you know, while I was at Rutgers, you know, I was, I was heavily involved. I was lo- involved with a lot of different clubs and, uh, that kind of propelled me into a lot of different opportunities. And I would say my career sort of started, uh, while I was getting my education, uh, and specifically my tax career, my very short lived tax career. I did have some experience, um, uh, working out of this nonprofit, uh, called Newark Now. It was a nonprofit that Cory Booker had found it at the time uh, in 2006. And uh, part of their financial literacy programs was having the VITA program available to um, Newark residents. So those that are not familiar with VITA, VITA is the Volunteer Income Tax Assistance Program. Oh, wow. Yes. And so essentially it's providing Mm -hmm. free services to Mm -hmm. individuals that are considered low income. And in a city like Newark, it was a great benefit to a a wide range of individuals. So... um, so you could, so you know, that, that's kind of where my career started because having that responsibility uh, at that point in my life was um, was very good for my profile and led into other things. And you know, once I finished college, um, you know, soon after I, I started my career in the financial services industry and um, started with this European bank and had opportunity to work with our clients and it was a great experience there. And um, two years later, I I land where I'm at now and working for the Bank of New York Mellon. Wow, very it's, nice. Yes. Very nice. So let's let's start to talk about this tax bill. Um, what is some of your top top of the mind headlines about this new tax bill? Sure. Yeah. I mean, number one, it it is the biggest change to the tax code since the last time we had tax reform, which was about thirty years ago in nineteen eighty six. And so, uh, but it, it's important to note that it's not necessarily the biggest tax cut in history. In fact, it might be about four or five uh, with the Bush era tax cuts um, surpassing it um, by so much. Anyway, um, so th- that, that's one thing to note. You know, it, it is a, a notable achievement for what uh, Congress has been able to put forth and eventually get this done. Um, the other is the tax cuts itself, right? So um, part of the criticism is how corporations and big businesses are getting the majority of the benefit, and it's true. Um, their corporate tax rate will drop from 35% to 21%. Now. You understand the criticism, but there's a lot of benefits to it. Um, what that means for this country is a lot of foreign investment, 
it's proven when we did have the last tax reform, there was a pouring of investment money, foreign investment money coming into the country, and we could expect the same. Um, and across the board, about 80% of Americans will see a tax cut in their, um, in their individual rates next year. Uh, there's a small percentage that, that do not. Uh, in fact, um, those in the bottom 20%, which is those that are earning about $25,000 or less, won't see a tax cut. Isn't, but it, isn't that kind of criminal that the folks who are making the lease are not getting any benefit of this tax cut? Well, you know, to, for, for context, it, their tax uh, rates are already very low. You know, if you are making some anywhere between 9000 and 30000 or so, your tax rate already is the lowest. And it's about a, between 10 and 12%, depending on where you are in that range. Um, and then so the other thing was uh, the elimination of the Affordable Care Act's mandate uh, for individuals to purchase uh, health insurance. Um, because if they didn't, they would pay a fine. That's now gone. Um, some of the consequences, I mean, are you know have yet to be seen, but what they're projecting, in particular the uh, CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, that in a decade, 13 million individuals will go uninsured. At Who pays for that? Well, uh, it depends. If, if, if those folks need medical care, who pays for that? The, the taxpayer. The taxpayer. Because uh, we're, we're talking about Medicaid, um, subsidies. Still, the, the marketplace still exists. The exchange for purchasing health care still exists. It's just a mandate now is done with. So if the taxpayers pay it, that's kind of like a you get a tax increase every time that someone goes to the ER. Who's not covered? Yeah, I you know there, it's it's you know that's very possible. Um, it's also you know just pr- you know then you can have the argument where premiums now maybe won't be as high as they used to be. So, um, and, and how is that? How, it, it seems to me that you said premiums won't be as high. How does that math work out? Um, because if there's fewer people to pay into the insurance, uh, how is that going to uh, increase or decrease? Premiums. Well, it'll allow for prices to be a little bit more competitive. I mean, the fact is that when you have a free service, um, that's gonna it's gonna pressure a lot of other insurance companies to raise their premiums. Um, so th- that's one effect. But it's such a complex issue that there's so many facets to it. Um, and then you know the the other very important thing, which you know would affect you know a state like ours, New Jersey, is the cap on um, on salt. Deduction, salt, better known as uh, state and local taxes, but primarily property taxes. And now the cap is, whereas it was unlimited, you can un- write off unlimited amount of salt that you paid for, uh, but now it'll be capped at ten thousand. Now, the the story is that this is um, particularly targeting blue states, states where there's the majority of Democratic voters. Why? Well, these states generally have big cities. Big cities generally have higher property taxes. In fact, New Jersey is the highest in the country in property taxes. It's highest in the world. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> For property taxes. You're not lying. And so, uh, you know, so, you know, and, but what's important to know is that it'll actually affect mostly of the higher earners, you know, individuals that do live in, in very expensive homes. Um, they won't, they'll be capped at 10000 So if you're property taxes in an urban neighborhood, like Newark, for example, or East Orange, uh, the property taxes may not even reach $10,000. So, um, it's also important to understand how obviously it'll affect you or not affect you. And then just the last, you know, the last thing about the the um, the bill is that there are a lot of provisions that are going to be set to expire in 2025. Versus, so the 
the, the one criticism is that the um, corporate tax rates that cut is permanent. Yeah, that's that's permanent, right? Yes. Um, while the individual tax rates and some of the other credits and 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 deductions that are being altered, mm. they're they set to expire at 2025. In the future, Congress will again have to decide whether to extend them or to not or well, just not. You know, uh, I'm 58 years old, and as long as I can remember. The Republicans always wanted to talk about the cut to deficit, but mm-hmm. this tax bill dramatically increases the, the the deficit. What is your opinion? I I have not heard people talk about how the the public's attitude and in feeling about the economy, but what do you think of the situation where the corporations? probably instead of investing that money that they have the tax cut they've actually returned it to shareholders which they're corporations that's what they're supposed to do but what happens if they don't put the money back into the economy and then the economy becomes sluggish and then we have this rising deficit and then the morale of the country is kind of deflated i haven't heard anyone talk about how we'll be able to swing our work ourselves out of this particular predicament where we've raised the deficit only the one percent are really benefiting from this 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 tax cut and the majority of folks are still trying to make ends meet well what are your thoughts about public sentiment well it's interesting it it seems that the public cares about the deficit more when the economy is not doing so well and so now all of a sudden the deficit is not at the forefront because the economy is doing great and you know, with the stock market hitting record highs, um, people tend to start caring less about the deficit. But they would make the argument, though, that in the long run, having these lower tax rates spurs business, spurs growth, spurs foreign investment, which in turn will have a quote, trickle-down effect to the workers through uh, the capital investments the companies would make. It's yet to be seen. The, mm-hmm. the idea is that they would hopefully reinvest that back um, through capital improvements and through hiring and new jobs. And to be fair, we've already begun seeing it with some of the companies and them giving the temporary or the, the bonuses the last month. Now, I'm going to have to debate you on that one because I understand that those bonuses were already going to happen irregardless of the, the tax bill. I, I don't, I, that, may, I, that may or may not be the case for all of them. Maybe it, was, it is for one of them. But the, the point is that um, there, were, there were wage increases, whether it was planned or not. It's it's a very real thing. Wage and, increases are good, and and yeah. and you know Wells Fargo's one one where they they say they promise to to raise wages their hourly wages to their retail bankers. Um, they, they needed to considering their issues. Oh well, sure, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly the whole incentive issue and all that. So you know what, yeah. So um, so you know it, th- that's that would be the idea. But you're right. There's a very real concern that they just use that money instead to buy back shares. So. So as we look at as we look at the the the, the, the country's infrastructure, um, shovel-ready products, as they, they they like to call them, um, how are we going to balance the sh- the shovel-ready products? Because our infrastructure needs to be addressed, Certainly. but meanwhile we have this deficit that we just took on for that. How do you think that? Um, 
Washington uh, is going to balance those two. Well, you know, when it comes to infrastructure, I, first off, I totally agree with you as a commuter, someone that takes the train in every day from Jersey to New York. I am very frustrated with the poor quality, the, the where's the money going, the question marks. And uh, a lot of it times, my, from my point of view, just comes down to incompetence. I don't think it's anything necessarily negligent, but it's just more of a just don't know how to run a good organization. But, um, you know, like, like I said, you know, the government is not fully responsible. A lot of times these infrastructure projects are public-private partnerships. And so, you know, you could argue that um, those private companies um, will have the opportunity to enter into these type of agreements. And, you know, they would really be the ones doing the actual infrastructure work, not the government. You know, it seems to me that um, our, <coughs> our politicians um, have got it wrong in the sense of uh, attacking the blue states. Um, because the blue states are the states that, if I understand correctly, if I have my facts correctly, are the states that provide a surplus to the government. You know, we, we, the blue states put in more money mm-hmm. than, than what they take out in regards to um, uh, money that's received from the government. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just wondering, you know, what is your opinion about how do they they balance that they're 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 attacking the golden goose that's providing the income and saying that okay now we, we even though you're providing more income to the government uh, we want you to take on more of a burden mm-hmm. well, well the argument is that um, you know a lot of these the argument is well a lot of these poorer states and states with lower taxes why do they have to subsidize you know, the higher state taxes and the, the higher tax states, because most of these states, like as I mentioned before, are very, they're wealthy states. New Jersey is very wealthy. Well, New Jersey has a distinction of having the wealthiest and poorest counties in the country. Um, but um, so you, you can make an argument that it's perhaps trying to level it out a little mm-hmm. bit between mm-hmm. the, the lower tax states and the higher tax states. And so here in the state of New Jersey, um, you have mentioned that because we're one of New Jersey is one of the blue states mm-hmm. um, that they're going to the, the wealthy folks are going to get hit with the um, the salt right as as you will. Um, what what advice would you give to uh, families of different incomes in regards to what should be their strategy uh, for when they go to file their taxes in 2019 for 2018? Sure. I, you know, one, I'd have to just disclaimer, cannot give actual tax advice. But (laughs) what I would say is, you know, regardless of regardless of the income level and what tax bracket you fall in, you know, I I would give very specific just general advice, you know, inform yourselves. You know, I think um, it's important to ask questions. And when you do hire a professional um, to keep asking questions until not only you get the answers, but you understand what's being told. and, and, and double check, you know, get a second opinion. I, I think it's just a matter of being informed, not being afraid to ask questions and not settling for anything until you have complete understanding of exactly what you should be doing or maybe not should be doing. Mm. And so when, when uh, I guess New Jersey is about to uh, swear in our the new governor, the state of New Jersey, um, you have any insights or, or thoughts about what uh, Governor elect Murphy is going to do in his first term to try to make New Jersey more productive because we are the highest tax state as far as real estate is concerned mm-hmm. and we have a sales tax which is 
um, seven and a half percent, and we have the gasoline tax now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so you New Jerseyans, we're we're, we're feeling. Uh, I guess we have so much tax, you could you could pin us up against a board like like thumbtacks. Sure, <laughs> right. Uh, no, you're not lying. It's a lot of truth there. And uh, you know what? I have to be very honest. I'm not sure if you know Murphy. You know, obviously came in at a good opportunity where we had a governor who had historically some of the lowest ratings, if not it was ever for at least governor of this state. And, um, you know, the people were very frustrated. And so I think that certainly helped Murphy. You know, the backing that he received from the Democratic National Convention was very important. Having President Obama come here was huge. My point is, I'm not exactly sure what his, I don't have a clear understanding of exactly what his plans are. I can imagine where he'll stand on some of the progressive issues as far as uh, legalization of marijuana. Although I think we've seen that coming Regardless of who's going to be governor, it was going to—it's going to happen. Um, I think I, I would like to know. I would f- really focus on how he would handle the infrastructure here, specifically the um, the trains and the sub and whatever light rails and those methods of transportation. Yeah, I'd like un- to see un- that addressed. Un- unfortunately, uh, when Governor Christie canceled the the, the, the third tunnel project, um, had he not done that, we it would almost be done. Mm-hmm. I think probably would have been eight years into it. It was a ten-year project, so. Right. Yeah, and you know what? I, I think, um, you know, we, we, but to be fair, he did also approve a budget that um, now will allow for the extension of the PATH train, where it'll run through, I believe it's make a stop, two more stops. The next stop after Penn Station would be, I believe, in West Newark by Wheatgrade Park, and then it ultimately ending at the airport. So, you know, there, there's been other decisions made that I think have been positive as far as infrastructure, but there's a lot that remains to be seen with Murphy. Right. And I guess the infrastructure also, uh, the New, New Jersey, New York Port Authority is, is also very important. They have the new, it was the Verrazano, is it the Verrazano that's be, currently being worked on? Right. But there was, I don't know, I don't, don't want to get the, the wrong, name the wrong bridge, but there's one, Tappan Z, that they, 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 I think they just finished, it's open now. Right. Well, they changed the name. I think it was Cuomo and then back to Tappan Z. Oh, okay. So there was this, there was some silliness associated with that. Mm-hmm. Um but yes, I, you know, I, um, you know, those are all positive things as far as you know efforts to to make improvements to those. Uh, I, I'm not exactly sure where they are right now as far as progressing with that okay. project. You know, it's 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 very important. Um, history, if anything, history has taught us that if you're able to, to provide people with the ability to um, to move around, to be transported, that it increases commerce. Um, it's just why. I I I I I'm really jealous of what uh, New York is doing, mm-hmm. where the, um, yeah I'm sure you've seen their ads where they're talking about, you know everything's going to be easy pass. Right. You don't have a choice. It's going right. to be easy. Right. So that so the traffic is moving. Streamlined. Pe- 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 people can get to and fro. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be nice if we can have that happen here in, in New Jersey. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. I think it's I, I think that just comes down to competence. I, I just it, New Jersey. I have to agree with you. New Jersey doesn't have a good track record f- for a long time, and so you know, unfortunately, these issues aren't necessarily new. And so I think you know this new administration. The idea is hopefully. There is, you know, a more innovative approach, a more contemporary approach to how to address a lot of these problems. And, and you know, and, and I won't go into so much detail, but I'd be really interested in seeing New Jersey and its towns, you know, look at some of the other um, smart city models in the, in, in the world. Indonesia um, and, they, and Singapore, they've, 
they've implemented smart cities. And I, I think that would be really bold. And again, uh, the effort, at least, and the research into potentially, you know, doing that for the for the towns and cities here in, in New Jersey, I think that would that would be a positive thing. I'd like to see that. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with Newark resident Mr. David Martinez, who is also on the board of the Greater Newark Enterprise Corp, talking about taxes, politics, and and leadership. Which leads me, uh, David, into my next question. Um, you're you're a young leader in in the community. Um, what are some of the, the, the what are the three key things that you would like to see our New Jersey leaders take on as far as very important projects, tasks, et cetera? Well, I appreciate that question. I think you know one that's becoming a little bit more popular is just the um, the prison system here in New Jersey. Um, with its standards are just um, subpar. Um, the the disparity in who's going to prison and who's not going to prison, who is in jail and who's not, um, I think is telling. Um, I like to see a move away from having um, private partnerships in prisons because it's a business and you know business are intended to make profits and so I don't think you can reasonably expect um, those businesses to look out for the best interests of what ultimately are all human lives. And so I, I, that's one issue that sticks out for me, uh, and you know, mm-hmm. and, and not to harp on it, I, I am really passionate about the trains and the, the roads here. I'd like to see us improving with that. Um, How about you know, the signage? The signage in New Jersey has always been historically bad, as far as giving you the, the you know, okay, so the turnpike they got it down, but the local roads, it is this. Okay, you, you take the Turnpike and Garden State Parkway off, right. mm-hmm. the, all the other roads, folks will tell you, New Jersey tells you that you just missed your exit because right. the sign is right there, or it's covered up You're by, not a fan of the by, signs? by bushes. I am, uh, okay, the Turnpike and the Garden State Parkway, they're fine. But outside of that, mm-hmm. New Jersey, I, I, I think, you know, someone can run for governor just saying, I'm going to improve the road signs. You know, I, I think there's some charm to it. I know what you mean. Uh, <laughs> you know, I have a, I'm very biased. I have a hard time criticizing. I mean, all the negative things that the, you know, outside, you know, I say, you know what, well, we got character here. Oh, yeah. So that uh, makes yeah. us no, different. I mean, hey, don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. I, I love I love New Jersey, but, you know, I, I got to tell it like it is. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a problem with it. I think I think I think it's it's all part of its charm. <laughs> and as you miss your turn and have to drive a few miles to the junk handle, just give me a call. Let me know. Oh, I love that charm. Hey, I look, like, <laughs> that happened to me here already on my way here. So I told, <laughs> hey, look, but it was, okay. it was okay. And and so, what are some of the other things you like to see the leaders focus on? We we talked about the, of course, the the prison system. We talked about the roads. Sure. I mean, and one thing that's already I, I'd like to see continue is the focus on this on the opioid crisis, and it's it's not new, new, new unique to New Jersey. Um, new Hampshire is just decimated with that, but you know, New Jersey is right up there for as mine far. as well. Oh, okay, yeah, sure, and so yeah, absolutely, very bad, and so across the country, really, it's cr- yeah, yeah, and and um, so I I like to see a a, a a continued focus on that issue here. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting because, you know, New Jersey is home to the pharmaceutical companies. And so, you know, um, we, we, you know, look, we all know that, um, you know, the, the leadership in, in, New, in New Jersey, they have to look out for the constituents, and that does include companies. And so it, it, I, like the, I like the progress that we made in that space as far as addressing the, this crisis and providing the means and the programs and the tools and for individuals to come and, and get better. 
Um, so I'd like to see a continued focus on that. I think we're doing okay there. I think we could continue to do better. And um, wh- what do you think about uh, New Jersey and Atlantic City and all the issues? That like, like, give you an example. That's my hometown. My sister uh, still lives there. And um, the state has taken over Atlantic City. And uh, it took them like five days to get the snow removed because it's in the state's hands. Right, right. Yeah, and you know what? Unfortunately, and we see this in a lot of communities, communities that are just, you know, not paid attention to, that, you know, there isn't a, a prominent voice, there aren't prominent voices in the community. They're not heard, and so they're forgotten a lot of times, and I'm not necessarily surprised it happened. I mean, one, it is a government agency attempting to do some work, uh, to be very blunt, and that's not always they, always, they don't always take the effective and most efficient means. And two, you know, Atlantic City has just been punched around um and it's 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 not surprising so uh, it's hopefully things change there well they have a new mayor and i tell you if he is as active with his uh operation as he is with his uh, social media feeds mm-hmm. atlantic city sh- should have a bright future i mean the guys on instagram like you wouldn't believe instagram or, or he doesn't he use twitter doesn't he, he use twitter, twitter okay, too. i mean okay. he's everywhere oh, he's on right. facebook <laughs> you know uh honorable uh, frank gilliam he just uh, was sworn in last week and so, yeah, so hopefully with the right leadership, um, it, they, they can uh, turn around because as Atlantic City does better, so does the state because the state derives revenue from, from the uh, casinos. It used to. It used to. And that was a very long time. So the state has had to adjust as far as where mm-hmm. the collective revenue, a lot of it is the taxes and mm-hmm. what we discussed earlier. Um, but the mayor's going to need help there. Because, oh, no uh, doubt. Yeah. No and doubt. and it'll, it'll take a lot of the state's doing to, you know, see Atlantic City come along. But Atlantic City has had some really bad leaders in the past. Mm-hmm. I'm born and raised there. and yeah. I, I mean, in the 60s, I can remember folks going to jail. So right. Um, right. people wonder what happened to Atlantic City. Well, when you don't have anyone at the helm of a ship, it's going to drift in the sure. water. Right. So I'm um, hoping that because um, the, 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 the mayor guardian who, who lost the election, but he did a decent job, you know. And uh, so hopefully... Um, Honorable Frank Gilliam will will continue the trend there. They managed at a minimum maybe to keep the lights on, but the, but to your point, there was no effort to continue to being ahead of the the trends that ultimately got hold of Atlantic City. That's right. You know, not getting. I mean, seriously, how do you, how do you mess up a beach in a boardwalk? Right. I don't know. Disney exactly. Disney Disney put uh, Disney World in in, in Swampland, and right. you know, so right. you right. got to make it about the family. Right. You got to make it about the family. Right. Draw the families down there. So. Yeah. All right. So w- what's new on the horizon with the Greater Newark Enterprise Corporation? Uh, you attended your first board meeting, and, uh, yeah, that's where we met. Yes, it, it was. It was uh, at the holiday gathering right mm-hmm. soon after uh, mm-hmm. the meeting. But, yes, that was uh, my first meeting uh, as a member of the board. Um, generally, the board meets you know, um, once every quarter. And um, yeah, a lot of their discussion weighed in on how we did in 2017 and even though I'm a new joiner, just based on what I saw and the numbers and, you know, the amount of loans that we're uh, giving out to aspiring entrepreneurs uh, and the discussion around continuing to increase those opportunities for aspiring entrepreneurs was all very positive and very encouraging. And I'm so happy to be part of it. Everyone has such great energy and innovative ideas. And yeah, I, what I like to what I also like to see, there was some debate. Um, there was, I, I, which is so important. And those, especially when you're serving in that role, absolutely, that's what um, that's your fiduciary responsibility. Exactly, and that's yeah. what the leaders of that organization are seeking from us as board members. So, mm-hmm. um, 
all very positive. I, I can't wait to, to, to meet all to meet everyone again. Um, everyone's really committed and um, you know, we're gonna do some good things in 2018. Mm. So for our final question, because believe it or not, time just flies by. Um, what are the key characteristics you think a leader should have? Appreciate the question because I, you know, I've, I've taken such an interest in leadership and le leadership is a science really. There's so much research around leadership and having an effective leadership style. Um, but you know, when it comes to, to traits and the characteristics of, in my mind, what makes a great leader, um, and there's so many different traits, but the ones that really do stick out, are, you know, are for example, standards. You know, a leader that has standards, not only for themselves as a person, but the organizations they lead. And what I mean by that is never settling for anything less than a quality product, quality service delivery. Um, so th that's what I mean by standards, you know, uh, achieving excellence. Um, and the other is, of course, having confidence. I think that goes without saying. It's not only confidence in your abilities, but as a leader, it's important to, to personify confidence um, for the organizations that you lead, um, you know, whether it's employees or uh, whomever it is, the part of the organization you're leading, um, there's a certain comfort in knowing that their leader is assured and um, has a very clear vision for the future. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, believe it or not, um, that's our time for the day. David, I want to thank you for coming in. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank Mr. David Martinez for coming in to talk to us about uh, the new tax code and Newark and New Jersey and leadership and fix those potholes. David, thank you for coming in. It was a real pleasure, Darrell. Thank you for so much for having me. Absolutely. I had fun. Ladies and gentlemen, that wraps it up for this weekend on Leadership with Darrell Gunter. Remember, if you missed any part of this broadcast, you can always catch us on iTunes U under Seton Hall University. Look for Leadership with Darrell Gunter. We want to wish you to have a very good weekend. And remember, leadership begins with you. WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net.